0: Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1 and uh, meet me at verse 3. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3. And Paul wrote the epistle to the Colossians and he says here, We always pray for you and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the gospel. And so we see here Paul is telling us here that there has been a confirmation of heaven when the gospel was preached, and so as the gospel has been preached, heaven was also preached right along with the gospel being preached. How many of you received the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and you heard about heaven? I mean, let me see here. I mean, everybody said you heard you heard about heaven when the gospel was preached, and it's interesting here that when they heard the gospel, they heard about heaven at the same time. And the reality of how it affected how they lived on earth by faith and in love. So the gospel was preached, heaven was preached, and then it affected how the individuals lived on the earth by faith in love. And heaven was their expectation. Uh, That should be you and my expectation is heaven. Heaven should be what we are looking forward to what we are regarding as likely to happen. We're anticipating the occurrence of heaven or the coming of heaven. We are to be expecting heaven. Our time here on earth is temporary. Our time here on earth is short. And heaven is our expectation. We receive the gospel And one of the benefits of the gospel was our soul would be in heaven for eternity. And so let me ask you these questions. How often do you think about heaven? How often do you think about heaven? When was the last time heaven came up in a conversation? When was the last time heaven came up in a conversation, if we are to be anticipating and expecting and looking forward to likely to happen, when was the last time heaven came up in a conversation? You know, every single day we are confronted with our morality or mortality, sorry, or morality too, but our mortality, we are confronted with our mortality every single day. And so how often do you think about heaven? Is the thought of heaven changing the way you live on the earth? Is the anticipation of heaven changing how you treat your neighbor? Is the anticipation of heaven changing what you are doing in your actions here on the earth? Are you wasting your, your, your short time here on the earth with stupid, dumb things? Or is heaven your goal? Is heaven your anticipation? And are you walking in faith and in love? You know, sometimes my job as a pastor is not necessarily to keep you from dying, but it's to get you ready to die. Let me say it again. My job as a pastor is not necessarily to keep you from dying, but to get you ready to die. There's no one still alive from the 1500s. No one is still alive from the 1600s. No one is still alive from the 1700s. I don't believe anyone's still alive from the 1800s. And so if Jesus tarries and as time continues to move on, you and I will no longer be here as well. Matter of fact, if you look at some studies, every second, two people disappear from this earth. They die. They leave this earth. Every second. That's two two more, two more, two more, two more. Sometimes we live as if our whole existence and all of our eternity is right here on the earth, and that we're going to be here forever, and we plan to be here forever. But the truth of the matter is, we're only here for a temporary period of time. We are not here long, and we have work to do while we're here. And heaven is our goal. Heaven is our home. Heaven is what we're looking forward to. Heaven. Somebody say heaven. Heaven is what we are looking forward to. We often think, listen to this, we often think that we are in the land of the living going to the land of the dying. But actually, we're in the land of the dying going to the land of the living. Let me say it again. We often think we're in the land of the living going to the land of the dying, but we are actually in the land of the dying, headed to the land of the living and eternity. Ecclesiastes three eleven tells us that God has placed eternity in our hearts. And so, uh, unless I mean, most cultures, most people groups, especially outside of the U.S. I mean, the U.S. I mean, got all type of ways of thinking, but outside of the U.S., most people believe in life after death. They believe in the afterlife, and uh, the afterlife is real. It's true. The Bible talks a lot about heaven, and the Bible mentions hell. There is an afterlife, and those that would believe and receive Jesus can look forward to heaven. Psalms 116.15, Psalms 116.15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Somebody say precious. In the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Precious in the sight of the Lord. And so we see here that when we depart from this earth, God, especially if you're a saint, God sees us as precious. That occurrence is special. That occurrence is something that he values. When we depart from this earth and we head towards our home in heaven. And this week, I have to be careful because I might start crying. But this week, one of our precious family members, a saint, Christine Preston, went to heaven. And what, what an exciting occurrence for her to go to heaven. And we found out Thursday, and Robert is here today. Glory be to God. And Robert is a part of our family. He's not alone. We're going to love on Robert. We're going we're to be here for him, and we're going we're gonna to take care of him. But our precious saint went home. I didn't mean to cry to heaven. But it's one of those things that I believe the Lord sees as precious. She loved Jesus. There's no doubt that where she's at. No doubt where she's at. She loved Jesus. That's precious to go to heaven. Maybe we wanted her here longer, but she's in heaven. And she's no longer in pain. She's no longer suffering. She's no longer in agony. She's been fighting a battle for a long time. Longer than we knew. Longer than all of us really knew. And she's been fighting it. And I want to encourage you. If you're going through something, you're fighting something, let someone know. Let them know. Let them know. And you don't have to let everybody know, but let somebody know who what you're going through so we can fight these battles together. I was told by Robert that right at the time when she departed this earth, she said, Jesus, take me home. Jesus, take me home. She wanted to go home. And that's precious. Yes, we're upset and missing over there. But we'll see her again. We'll see her again. Because precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And she was a saint. And guess what? If you've given your life to Jesus and your endeavor to love him, to fulfill the work he's called you to do, you also are a saint. Say, I'm a saint. saint. See, I want you to say this because a lot of times we don't feel like a saint because we feel like we have to do all these things in order to become a saint. But when you accept Jesus in your heart and you endeavor to do what he's called you to do, you are a saint. Matter of fact, the Bible only mentions the word Christian's I believe one, less than two times, I'll say that, less than two times, but the word saints is over a hundred times in Scripture referring to the believers. And so precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And let me repeat this. We often think we're in the land of the living going to the land of the dying, but the truth is we're in the land of the dying going to the land of the living. And every single day we are confronted with our mortality, every day. We're confronted with our mortality. And like I said, my job as a pastor is not necessarily to keep you from dying, but to get you ready to die. And so I'm titling this message, What's Next? I'm not going to talk to you long. I'm going to let you get to the restaurants for Mother's Day and enjoy your time. <laughs> get, you, get you there early. You can beat the Baptist there. Praise the Lord. But What's Next is the title of this message. What's Next? And the subtitle I would say is, "What's next after you die? What's next?" And I want to tell you the first thing that's next after you die from this earth is separated. And I'll say this: Let me say this is when you see in scripture if you see the word "die," uh, typically uh, that word means separation from God. Um, but um, but when you look in the word in the scriptures and you see the word "asleep." That's referring to a saint going to heaven, leaving this earth. So if you see the word die, typically it's separation from God. The word word asleep for believers means we departed to heaven. And so what happens, I'm using the word die because that's the word we use in our culture, and our vernacular, the word die. What happens after you die? I mean, biblically speaking, I would say what happens after you fall asleep? And number one, you need to realize that you are fully alive. Conscience and in command of your thoughts, your feelings, and your memories. As soon as you depart from this earth, you don't go into nothingness. You are fully aware. You're fully conscious and you are in command of your thoughts, feelings, and your memories. And so when you leave that body, when your spirit and your soul leave that body, you don't go into nothingness. You, you know where you are. Matter of fact, there, there are some stories that, uh, whether you believe them or not, but they're, they're interesting to read of people that have died and come back, and they, they say that they can see their body. They can literally, they, they depart their body, and they can look and they can see their body. They're like, oh, what's going on? It's also not painful when you depart. When you depart from your body, it's not a painful event where it hurts. No, no. It's, it's like you don't even, you really don't even know what happened. It's just, whoa. You were in your body, and now you're out of your body. It's that separation that takes place. But you're alive in your conscience. Let me say it again. You're fully alive. Not in your body, but you're fully alive. And you fully are aware of your conscience, and you're in command of your thoughts, feelings, and memories. You remember. And then uh, I also want you to know that angels will usher your spirit soul to heaven. Angels will usher your spirit and your soul to heaven. Uh, we get an understanding of this in Luke chapter 16. If you read about the uh, parable of the, of the rich man and Lazarus, and it gives us an indicator, an idea of what happens in the afterlife. In verse 22 of Luke 16, in verse 22, we find that both have died. The rich man and Lazarus has died. And Lazarus is a beggar. And so it says, so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now understand, uh, Lazarus, he was carried by the angels and Abraham's bosom is in reference to heaven. Uh, One form would be what they call the immediate, immediate heaven. And I don't want to get too deep on this, but know that you're going to heaven. The angels will carry your spirit and your soul to heaven. Our Father so wants to be with you that the moment you die, he is going to make sure you are immediately escorted to heaven. The moment you die, you're not going into some purgatory. You're not going into some waiting place. Matter of fact, purgatory was something that was made up to collect a lot of money, right? this This is what was made up that there was this place called purgatory and you would have to get there. But if you give X amount of dollars, you can get them out of purgatory. That's all phony baloney. Okay, no, that was a that was a way for people to manipulate and deceive folks. No, you're either uh, going to heaven or you are going to hell. Okay, you are going somewhere, heaven or hell. And if you are a believer, the angels will come and they will carry you. Imagine that, just for a moment. Imagine being carried by the angels into the presence of your Father. Imagine being carried by the angels, and you see the glorious place that you've always dreamed about. Uh, Imagine being carried by the angels, and you're going, and you're able to be in the presence of God and see Jesus face to face. Imagine going to a place that's full of joy. No strife, no division, no civil unrest, no COVID-19. It's just full of joy. It's full of peace. It's full of the presence of God. And it's your reward, heaven. Imagine, and that's where Christine is. She's in a place, she's not dealing with pain and suffering any longer. She's not dealing with all the things that we're going through on this earth anymore. Law anymore. She's in heaven. Jesus, take me home. Heaven. Matter of fact, I I was going to sit on this question, but I'm going to pose it to you for a second in regards to heaven. And I was thinking about this. If earth is as bad as it is, or the world is as bad as it is, and you guys know how, how bad it is, if you just turn on the news, they'll tell you. They'll quickly tell you how bad it is. Matter of fact, I was laying in the bed last night and I turned the TV on and I forgot to change the channel and the news were on and Stacy shouted, are you watching the news? I'm like, I really wasn't watching. I forgot it was on, but it was bad after bad, after bad, after bad, after bad. And so if you don't know how bad it is, just click on the news for about 15 seconds and they'll tell you how bad the earth is and how bad the world is. But I was thinking about this. If we had a choice to stay here another 10 years or go to heaven Man, you got to consider going to heaven. I mean, many of us would stay, those who got, you know, we got smaller kids and we want to take care of our kids and we want to be there for them. But if you, if you had a choice and say, you know, everything, your purpose is fulfilled and everything is taken care of and heaven is a destination that you can go to and I'm choosing going to heaven, guys. And I used to think that if I talk about this, that somehow something bad would happen and I would get there sooner than I need to be. No, the grace of God is upon me. The purpose of God is on my life. And I'm not leaving until it's time for me to go. Amen. Amen. But if heaven is an option, you'll be a fool not to consider going to heaven. Come on, somebody. You'll be be a fool not to consider why am I hanging on so bad trying to stay in this raggedy earth so long when heaven is available to me. Now, I'm not telling you to leave early, but I'm telling you to anticipate heaven. I want you to keep heaven in your thoughts and in your minds. I want you to consider heaven. And we know that when we depart, we're fully alive, and the angels will escort us into heaven, and the angels will take us right into the presence of God. And on earth, we sense his presence in sporadically, certain times. I sense his presence in here today. But when you get to heaven, you're gonna sense his presence 24 hours a day, seven days As a week. Matter of fact, there is no time. Glory to God. You are going to be in the perfect place with your perfect father, some of you are going to see your mom again. Some of you are going to see your dad again. Some of you are going to see your kids, and, and some of you are going to celebrate. I'm going to see my granny again, and looking forward to seeing Granny again in heaven. I know she's doing well. And, and some of you are going to see some friends again, and, and some of you are going to see some people that, are sh- that you're shocked that are going to be in heaven. Like, how in the world? Did you get to heaven? (laughs) You're going to be shocked by them being in heaven. But that's the grace of God. All they got to do is shout out Jesus and believe it in their heart. And God receives that prayer and they're saved. They could have did it at the last minute. Glory to God. That's the grace of God. The last second. And he will accept them into heaven. Heaven is what we're to look forward to. And I love that passage we read in Colossians, that if heaven is on our radar, then that, that will help us uh, really reallocate our time. What are we doing with our time? What are we doing with our life? What, why am I on Facebook three hours a day? I'm wasting time. I've got a short period of time here on the earth. Many of you have heard me say it before, and it bears witness that I must say again, that the average lifespan, they say on earth is what, 70, what did I say, 78 years? 76 years, 76 years, the average lifespan on the earth. They say that uh, 26 or a third of those years is spent sleeping. A third of that is spent sleeping. Another third of that period of time is spent working, doing the laundry, doing all those things that we need to do. So we're talking about, at this point, over 50 years, sleeping, working school, whatever the case may be. And if the average lifespan is 76, we're talking about we only got about a 20-something years to really get something done on the earth. Think about this. Now, you must sleep. We got to get sleep. It's a requirement. I mean, a lot of hormones uh, are released in our bodies that help us calm down. I mean, a lot lot of benefits of Of getting rest. We gotta sleep, so that's not wasted time. And you gotta earn, you know, you gotta, you you need to make some money. If you don't work, you don't eat. You need to put your hand to the plow. But do you have time being on Facebook seven hours a day? No. Do you have time arguing with somebody over and over and over? No. Do you have time being in a relationship that you shouldn't be in? No. Do you and your spouse have time being mad over something stupid? No. You don't have time for any of this when you realize that my time on earth is really short. But my goal is heaven. Say, my goal is heaven. Goal is heaven. So number one, you're fully alive when you depart from your body. Number two, the angels will usher you and your spirit to heaven right in the presence of the Lord. Number three, heaven becomes your forever home. Heaven becomes your forever home. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 Second Corinthians chapter five, verse one, it says, for we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. Listen to that terminology. Our bodies will no longer be our house. We will have a house in heaven. This body is simply just a house that your spirit and soul live on the inside. This is not really who you are. It's your house. It's what we see. We don't see your spirit. We don't see your soul. This is the house we live in. And I really believe that when you go to heaven, people might ask, well, how are you going to recognize folks? You're going to know who they are. You're going to know, without a shadow of a doubt, that is my grandma right there. You're going to know who they are, and they won't have this house, they'll have their spirit and their soul. Let me say this, the spirit is the, is the image, the, the part of you that's created in the image of God. God is a spirit, you are a spirit. Your soul consists of your mind, your will, your emotions, your thinker, your chooser, your feeler. Your soul consists of your memories, your decision-making, your emotions, so you're going to still have your soul. That's the cool part. I'm going to still have memories in my soul. I'm going to still have certain type of feelings, and I'm going to still have a sense of what, what I like, but it's going to be so good, I'm going to like everything, praise the Lord. Heaven is going to be a great place. So you're going to leave this body, and you're going to have a house in heaven. Now, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 again, and let's span down to verse 6, and uh, we'll look at 6, 7, 8. It says, so we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. And verse seven says, watch this, for we live by believing and not by seeing. We've been preaching on this, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And then verse eight, it says, yes, we are fully confident and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies for then we will be at home with the Lord. And so, Paul is telling us here, telling the believers that we're going through a difficult time, pretty soon you're going to leave this body, and you are going to depart and go to heaven, and your earthly body will fall away, but then you will be at home with the Lord. Heaven will then be your forever home. Heaven will be your eternal home and earth is your temporary home. Where you live, where you're at today, what you're doing today, that's temporary. Heaven is going to be your eternal home. And we're to anticipate heaven. We're to think about heaven. We're to have conversations about heaven. And although with Miss Christine uh, leaving this earth, going to heaven, it, we're impacted by this. My wife and I have spent just the last couple of days talking and crying and talking and crying, we're excited for her. She's in a better place. She's in a much better place. And guess what? We're not going to ever get over her, but the feelings we have will change because we'll realize we're headed there, too. We are going if Jesus tarries, we will be there. And in her time frame, what, within 12 minutes in her time frame? For us, because, you know, a minute, uh, was it a day, Is what a thousand years of the Lord? I mean, her time frame, she's going to see us soon and very soon. But in our time frame, it might be some time. But she's in a better place. We didn't lose her. Did you hear me? She's not lost. We know exactly where she is. She's in heaven. She's not floating around somewhere. We know exactly where she is. She is in heaven. And in heaven will be our forever home. Some of us, you're thinking about, should I buy this house? Should I, should I, should I rent this house? Should, should I move right now? Maybe I should sell my house, or maybe I should consider moving to another state. And, and all these thoughts are, are, are on our mind with moving around. But there's coming a day that we'll have our forever home. In heaven, And we're not talking about moving around at that point. We're in our permanent home. And then, glory be to God, we're going to come back. And there's going to be a new earth. And we're going to come back and have a glorified body in the new earth and the new heaven. Glory to God. And we're going to rule and we're going to reign on this very new earth. But know this, God ain't going to restore this earth. He's going to, this earth is going to be destroyed. He's creating a new heaven and a new earth. Glory be to God. This is what kept the believers motivated. Heaven, heaven. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Yes, I can go through this, this persecution. I can go through this because heaven is on my mind. I can go through this pain. I can go through this agony. I can go through this suffering because heaven is on my mind. And heaven is what propelled them and caused them to keep moving, keep going. We have been somehow convinced. We've been somehow convinced that we're, we're to do everything we can to stay on this earth as long as we can. And by, by all means, you are to prepare to live a long time on this earth, but you're to act as if heaven could be your destination at any moment. Listen, work out, eat right, get on the treadmill, watch the carbs, uh, get your mind right. All those things that, that allows you to live a prosperous life on the earth, you're to do that. But never forget that heaven is our forever home. And our bodies, listen, we need our bodies. Listen to me. We need our Listen to me. We need our bodies to act right in order to fulfill God's mission and plan on the earth. We, we're going to have to discipline our bodies. We're going to have to get our bodies in the place because we can only do as much for God on the earth as our bodies will allow us. This is so very true. I mean, if you're, uh, if you're always sick and you can't go to work and God says that the ministry is about my father's business, he wants everybody healthy in his business so they can come to work got quiet on me, but that's the truth. God wants people healthy because he wants them to work. There's a mission, there's a vision, there's purpose for us to accomplish here on the earth. So we need our bodies in order to fulfill what God's called us to do. But our bodies is not the end-all, be-all. We These bodies are dec- decaying and dying every single day. I mean, just look in the mirror. You don't look the same as you did 10 years ago. I mean, it's dying, it's dying, and it's dying. But the good news is, heaven is my home. And I'm on assignment here on the earth. God's called me to do some things because we are to share the word of the gospel with people. Matter of fact, that's the question I want to ask you. What are you doing to guide people to arrive at the destination of heaven. What are you doing? Not, not what is pastor doing. What are you doing to guide people so that they can arrive at the destination of heaven? Because the facts are, the truth remains that when we separate from this earth, for the believer to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, but for the unbeliever to be absent from the body is to be in hell and torment and i encourage you to read luke 16 which gives us a glimpse of the afterlife what happens in heaven what happens in hell that's real and that's true and when i've been at the hospital several times i've been robert and i've been talking a lot and and we've been we've been discussing and talking and and i'm very proud of robert robert is a strong man and we're going to love on him he's a strong man and when I, when it's just going through this process with him, as I've done with some family members and that sort of thing as well, just reminded me once again that our our time here on earth is really, really short. And um, we're going to have to make sure that you're doing what God's called you to do, doing it to the fullest, doing it to the best of your ability, doing it right because it's right, and doing things that are, honorable and glorious to him, to him so that we can have a great celebration that we're going to have here for Miss Christine because she did things right amen, amen. and you say you know what no I, you, listen I've done some home going some funerals I, I don't know if Jack made it man I I don't know they be like can you can you preach to Jack I don't know if Jack I don't know about I don't know I Are y'all sure Jack was saved? Well, he was a drug dealer and he was abusing. He was a pimp. I don't think Jack was saved. Let's not up here and patty cake this. Jack was not saved. But we know Christine was. And we know where she is and we know that she loves Jesus and we know she's in heaven. And guess what? There was something about that situation of her saying, Jesus, take me home. That was like... She caught a glimpse. She caught a glimpse. Listen, if you, if you catch a glimpse of something better, the best way I can describe it is, I had a steak last night, and that steak was so good, and oh, my goodness, I caught a glimpse of that steak. If you just show me some uh, family dollar steak, and you know family dollar actually sells steak. Oh, no, no, not family dollar, dollar tree. Dollar tree sells steak for a dollar. Now, if you show me that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refuse that every single time. I want this said you know, this, this nice, greasy, yeah, I said greasy, Stay. <laughs> with a little fat on it a little bit. You know, that's what I want. You show me that family dollar mess, I'm going to turn it down. That's the same way I believe. You catch a glimpse of heaven, you see that nice steak, you look over there, what, what in the world? I, I ain't going back down there. Why would I go back down there when I can, I can have everything up here? This is why when you say, I mean, this is when you say, well, man, we need to come on. We're going to raise somebody from the dead. And I believe in the dead being raised. I believe we can release our faith and raise the dead. It's going to be hard to get brother so-and-so to leave heaven and come on back to this earth. When brother so-and-so see heaven, he's not coming back. He said, nah, y'all, y'all keep praying, but I'm, I'm up here, y'all. I'm not coming back. <laughs> Matter of fact, I had a situation where a friend of mine, his wife, passed away in a dramatic car accident. And, and this was a man of faith, and he believed God for his wife to be raised, we're going to believe her for her to be raised, and people were praying. And he said that he heard, he heard in his heart, he heard his wife say, "Stop praying. I'm in a better place, heaven." And he said, "Man, that touched me because that's where I want to go. How many of you want to go to heaven? I mean, I mean, you want you. I mean, you want to go to heaven. I mean, it's got to be better than what's, what we are doing down here, right?" And, and, I mean, it's got to be much better than what's going on down here. And listen, never, never, never look at someone's situation and say, man, they just should have fought a little harder. I man, if they'd have fought a little harder, they'd still be here. Listen, if you, got, if you got 10 pain in your body, let me ask you, if 10 is a, if they say, what's your pain? One to 10 and you say 10 and you about, to, you in and out of going to heaven or not? You're going to heaven. Right? I, I hate when I hear people say, well, they didn't fight. What you talking about? Let me give you some pain and see what you do. Just a little pain stop you from going to work. And now you're talking about you're going to fight hard and stay here on the earth. You, you're kidding yourself. If heaven is the option, now if you're going to hell and you get a glimpse of hell, you might be trying to fight to stay here. But, <laughs> but if heaven is the option, you're like, man, God I've got to go. Amen. Amen. My job today, my assignment today was just to put heaven on your mind. Thank you, brother. Just to put heaven on your mind. Get heaven in your thoughts. Stop thinking that if you talk about it, you're going to get there. That used to be me. If I talked about it, somebody was going to get there quicker. (laughs) No, 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 no. We need to be talking about heaven. We need to be talking about how glorious and how much joy is in heaven we need to be discussing heaven there was one particular time I was I remember I was 21 22 years old I wasn't married I was just getting started and a man was talking about heaven and I didn't want to hear a word he had to say I don't want to hear about heaven I mean I'm just now getting out the house brother you know uh I'm trying to get a job I'm trying to meet a girl you know I want to have a family I don't I don't want to hear about heaven I don't want to hear about heaven. I, and I was thinking about this this week and how I literally sat there and he was preaching on heaven. I didn't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear it all, at all. And now I look back and I thought, man, that's what motivates you. That teaching of heaven should be motivating you. I want to get there. And if you feel like, man, I don't know if I'm going to get there or not, uh, you better do those things it takes <laughs> in order, amen, to make sure you are a candidate For heaven. Glory be to God. Somebody shout heaven. Heaven. Say, heaven is my home. home. Amen. How many of you got family members and friends in heaven and people there in heaven? They're not lost, they're in heaven. You know that they're in in heaven and we're gonna gonna see them again. And heaven is our home. Now, I don't don't wanna leave without saying this to you. What are you doing? Tangibly, what are you doing? To let people know about heaven. Share heaven. Share with people. You know what? Listen, you don't have to have everything right. Jesus did everything right. All you got to do is believe in Jesus, accept him, and heaven can be your home too. Now come to my church, and I would love to have you come to my church. And Pastor, you know, you will love him, and it's a good family, and we're all just excited about heaven because, truth be told, we all have to deal with our mortality at one point or another, we're all going to have to deal with it. You know, Jesus said, or God said through David in Psalms, with long life I'll satisfy him. And show him my salvation. Long life will be satisfied. I feel like the Lord wants me to say this to you. Years ago, if you've been with me long enough, you've heard me share this, but Someone asked me this question. They said, how are you going to get to heaven if you don't? Because I believe that God wants us to be healed. I believe God is a healer and his desire, his will is for us to walk in health and wholeness. And someone asked me, how are you going to get to heaven if you believe that everybody should be healed? Well, I, I do. I believe the will of God is for healing. He said, how are they going to get there? And I said, well, number one, long life. A ripe age of 120 years old, right? Long life. You can get to heaven that way. Number two, you can get to heaven through uh, giving your life, sacrificing your life, right? Hey, I'm going to sacrifice my life. It says, greater love than no man than this, the one who lays down his life for his friends. Number three is you can be a martyr. You can be a martyr. That's someone that says, I'm not going to renounce Jesus. And I, you can cut my head off, but I will not renounce Jesus. Man, there's a special reward, Hebrews 11 says, for those that do that. Number four, the rapture is still can take place. We can get to heaven via the rapture. Glory be to God. And number five is your purpose is fulfilled. You have fulfilled your purpose. But, but, but let me say this to you. But what if someone is sick in their body and they died sick in their body? Guess what? They won. They still went to heaven. Come on, somebody. They still, there's no condemnation. They're in heaven, and they're in a better place than they were here. No more suffering. I was talking to a friend of mine here, and uh, his, his wife's mom passed away. And um, I, I was talking to them, and, and they said, You know, my mom had been dealing with sickness in her body for seven years just off and on off and on off and on that's a long time guys it's a long time and she was ready to go to heaven amen sometimes you're just ready to go but guess what we're going to whether we are ready to go or not if Jesus Terry the, the year 2300 happens we ain't gonna be here amen We're going to heaven. Somebody shout, heaven is my home. Come on, somebody put in the comments, put in the chat. Heaven is my home. Heaven is my home. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you and remember to love, learn, live and lead.